It's 2022, and it's time to start setting some goals and crushing them. Today, we bring you one of my favorite guests from the past, Barb Hatfield. Barb is a super inspiring person to listen to at any time, but especially right now during the first few weeks of this new year. Barb is a certified life coach and is quite successful at it. She meets with clients regularly to discuss and offer her expertise on everything from career planning, fitness and nutrition, and more. She is just the coach you would want in your corner. In this episode, we talk about the importance of getting into a positive mindset and maintaining it through the ups and downs we all face. It's a super awesome episode, and I guarantee you will walk away ready to tackle this new year. Welcome to the Making Money Personal Podcast. You're listening to Triangle's Making Money Personal Podcast, where we engage in real talk about financial matters that affect our community. Today's episode is sponsored by Triangle Credit Union, recently voted Best Credit Union in New Hampshire. So Barbara, what is new? What's going on in your world? Uh, I've just been coaching. Um, you know, I love coaching, empowering people to just be- really believe that anything is possible. So yeah. Uh, you know, I love how when my clients come to me, they'll have these limiting beliefs, like they come for weight loss, and then they end up becoming like way more confident and having all these, you know, side benefits of what they originally came for. So right. it's, yeah, just, I love helping people reach their next higher level of uh, potential. What's like the common thing that people come to you for? Is there like a common theme, I guess? Well, let's see. I mean, I coach on you know, the, the, the way they look at things is how all problems begin. So right. um, let's see, like self-confidence, um, uh, like money mindset, uh, weight loss, like all those things. And they always have an, um, like the reason why people maybe overeat is because they're not knowing how to deal with stress. And like today dealing with that mindset, like just being, um, aware of the mindset and not avoiding negative feelings. And then they end up like overeating or over drinking or spending money that they don't want to spend. So yeah. just avoiding feelings. Um, Barbara, right. are you seeing yeah. because of the pandemic situation of what now seems to be five years, but, <laughs> uh, have you seen a big increase in anxiety and, you know, other issues that people, I mean, something like this, it's, somewhat traumatic so i mean i would imagine that that would be very impactful on you know if people are trying to suppress all of their issues and then all of a sudden they're facing something like this oh exactly yes like especially if you're stuck home you're not getting out there's been people feeling like very isolated Mm -hmm. and yeah just feeling like stuck at home and feeling like this you know when covid first began like it just felt like death was all around us like life was never gonna be good anymore. And really just, uh, yeah, and like people just created, they just felt like a lot more stress in their mm-hmm. life. And mm-hmm. even feeling that loss of hope, like every day you turn on the news and everything was just like never good information. Right. So it just really right. kind of tears apart at people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what's like, why, why is it dangerous to have negative thinking? Um, I mean, it just creates that um, that stress in your body. Let's see. Well, first, I wanted to explain even like how being positive isn't the um, like the only way to be successful. Like first, you have to right. 
look at how you're observing things like how, what we observe in our lives is always neutral until we have a thought about it and like someone says words and we can take those words to mean one thing where you could take those words to mean something different so a positive mindset is just going to start with the way we're looking at things so expecting life to always be 50 50 that like positive and negative and so when we stop avoiding negative feelings then that gets us out of that that victim mindset yeah um and and not being a fear of feeling that discomfort so i just wanted to point out that success is going to be blocked if you're not willing to feel those negative emotions you know such as discomfort like going through that uncomfortableness is going to propel you forward toward um you know toward your goal so when right. you have emotions that keep you stuck such as well worry and overwhelm and confusion that's not going to propel you forward like being willing to experience discomfort so right. yeah so life is always going to be 50 50 and that worst case scenario thinking that people often go to that just has you feeling terrible and you don't move toward your toward your um goals yeah yeah i i can i can definitely relate to that mm -hmm. um i recently started running yeah. like over the last i don't know few months mm -hmm. And I was running like on average, like a 15 minute mile, which I don't know if you guys know anything about running, but that is on the slower side. Um, mm -hmm. So I worked at it and I was very uncomfortable and I hated every minute of training. But right. I think a couple of weeks ago, I was down to about a nine minute mile. Awesome. Yeah. So just go continuing to mm -hmm. to do it, even though you're uncomfortable. Right. That's what you're kind of reminding me of right yeah and the key concept too about being resilient and persevere if we're not yeah. resilient then we are just going to be stuck because if we're ever right. faced with adversity then that just kind of keeps us into our shell and and not putting ourselves out there yeah yep. you know one thing that this reminds me of and i and i forget where i heard it and most likely i probably thought about it myself no that's not true but <laughs> um when you when you don't have any defeats, you can't celebrate your wins. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Yep. Yeah. And my Absolutely. coaching school, the life coach school did teach us that like without sadness, we wouldn't appreciate happiness. Right. And yeah, so we can't, uh, we need to experience like all the emotions right. and not let it defeat us. Right. Yeah. I loved how Henry Ford said the first, uh, no, actually, he said, if you think you can or you can't, you're right. So your mindset does create the results. And that's what the coaching model has us, uh, you know, has me working with my clients, like our thoughts create our feelings, our feelings drive our actions and our actions create our results. Mm. So, and yeah. it's also just not about positive thinking, like you have to believe in that possibility. Like think of something like debt. If you have a thought that I'll never be debt free, that leaves you feeling hopeless. But if you can get to a thought that you can believe, like I'm in the process of overcoming this debt, that has you feeling more determined. And when you feel determined, then you're going to take actions that will then lead you to overcoming debt instead of having that hopeless right. feeling. So just not letting any adversity just tear you down and just not try for your goals. Yeah. For a point of clarification, um, Barbara, do you help people through like the, uh, you know, working on their debt? Is that also part of your coaching model? Yes, I love, um, I'm, I'm starting to 
um, you know, put out there that like how to stop spending your way to happiness and mm. feeling and still feeling good. Oh yeah. Like it just helps you get to that next goal. I definitely help people um, with that mindset. Like why are they overspending? Like you spend and buy something because you want to feel good, but then that sometimes can create more debt. So now instead of feeling good, you feel even worse. So mm. Um, yeah, so just avoiding that immediate gratification and yeah, yeah, I think that that's it right there, right? Like whatever you spend that money on, it's going to satisfy that hole for a very insignificant amount of time. And right. then you've just dug yourself deeper, Yes, you know, in the long term, mm -hmm. you know, right, so, right, right. Yeah. And I think we've all been guilty of that at one point or another in our life. I can certainly admit to that. It's. Mm -hmm. You try to buy something just to make yourself feel better, but it's mm -hmm. not worth it at all in the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those new those new kicks that are like you know twelve hundred bucks. Well, right. Yeah, twelve hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah, and you're always spending or doing something in order to feel better. So if we weren't afraid of just feeling a little discomfort, then we wouldn't overeat. We wouldn't overdrink. We wouldn't just spend money just yeah. expecting to feel better. Like life is always 50 50 it's never going to be better somewhere else like other right. problems arise right and a lot of that it has to do with growth too like i remember what like i never spent 1200 dollars on sneakers but yeah um like terry does but um, <laughs> there there was one point in my life especially you know now i'm a dad so i don't do it nearly mm -hmm. I, I don't remember the last time i treated myself to something extravagant but mm -hmm. when i was younger i would buy the hundred dollar sneakers or the hundred and fifty dollar sneakers like no problem like i didn't care mm -hmm. and the other day not the other day this was actually about a few months ago mm -hmm. i was at costco and i saw these really nice sneakers mm -hmm. and they were i think 25 dollars. Mm -hmm. and i'm like I'm, I'm not gonna buy them they're they're cheap it, like i literally thought this in my head but yeah. I, I literally walked away from them and then i was like what am i doing like mm -hmm. i like them they're very affordable they're 25 dollars. they were adidas it's not like they were some weird brand mm -hmm. i turned around and got them nice. because i think you just need to not necessarily settle but you need to get what you like if it's affordable and you can do it and 25 dollars was you know obviously not that much money for a pair of sneakers mm -hmm. So. Well, I think you weighed everything out, which is probably part of the process that Barbara takes her her uh, clients through. Like, you know, you yeah. weighed the risks and the rewards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, 25 bucks is two coffees at Starbucks, but you can't yeah. wear yeah. you can't wear those cups on your feet. So right. For sure. <laughs> good call, Will. Right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, Barbara, how does negative thinking affect our health? Yeah, it definitely affects affects our health, like having that, um, that loss of hope creates that stress and that excess cortisol. Um, I love the book by Louise Hay, You Can Heal, Heal Your Life. And she talks about all the damaging effects of negative feelings, such as resentment, guilt, criticism, how those unresolved emotions turn into physical uh, illness. Um, Joe Dispenza also wrote a book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And this is a book where it's where we talk about where he talks about where you direct your energy is where you place no wait a minute, where you direct your attention is where you place your energy 
So hmm. focusing on what you want versus what you don't want. So that negative mindset just really does turn into physical ailments. And like the body, we all know about like perceived threats. Like if you think of something, like it doesn't even have to happen, but our body can act as if we're, we are under threat. So that fight or flight um, nervous system reaction, like that gets stimulated. So, uh, so thought management is really key for health. So we can't control our environment, but we can control how we respond. And how, out of curiosity, how would you, how do we do that? How do we? Well, thought management. I mean, so if you're always going to that worst case scenario, expecting the worst even before it happens, which we tend to do, like most of us aren't spending like, oh, this is just gonna turn out lovely, or I'm gonna get that job. Like we go to the worst case scenario, really to try to protect ourselves. So really just, I like to say giving equal airtime to what's equally positive or what's possible. Yeah. yeah. So instead of just always just being in a negative mindset. Got it. Mm -hmm. I like that term too, Barbara. I think the last time we had you on, you had shared a couple of terms that really popped mm -hmm. with me that resonated with me and thought management. That is definitely yep. um, a good one. I like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. And the equal airtime. I mean, I have a client that loves that. Like, it's just so it just reminds you to think of what else is possible because it doesn't serve you to just right. sit in be victim mode. Like it just blocks your creativity to finding solution when you're stuck in that hopelessness feeling. Do you encourage um, your clients to write these things down like you know i mean like thought management like you know do you keep everything up here no. and just you know draw a linear line that says positive negative or like what is the process of like do you do they journal or what's yeah. your thoughts on that yeah like writing down your all the different thoughts that you're having where we call it thought downloading so then mm -hmm. like 95 percent of our thinking is at the subconscious level so half the time we don't even know what we're thinking we have these limiting beliefs that just guide our life that we don't even know that are there. So mm -hmm. by putting all those thoughts down, like at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, like, all right, what's in my brain? What am I thinking about? And it just helps bring awareness to them. And then you can decide like, all right, where is that thought coming from? Is it still serving me? And I don't want to think that thought anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so really it's just about that thought awareness that's going to start change. Yeah. And then even if you can't figure out the thought you're having, like just sit with yourself like what am i feeling today today i'm feeling anxious so today i'm feeling stressed all right what is the thought that's causing me to feel that and how can i you know manage that feeling by adjusting that thought like making sure i'm giving equal airtime to something otherwise you, you, we can be all in a state of anxiousness and anxiety right. and that's something that's right. definitely with COVID has been very like just on the upswing I think part of the process for that is like once you um write something like that down like mm -hmm. you know it's like okay i've already thought about that i don't need to think about that anymore <laughs> like you know what i mean like oh check that one's gone yeah. um my husband and i actually did well not so much my husband but for me you know we've been married 25 years and um i really legitimately there will be times when if he does something or you know something is just kind of like um you know hits me the wrong way i'll be like oh I, we already argued about that and i'm like and i won't bring it up because i'm like eh, we argued about that one like four years ago i'm not gonna bring it up again you know yeah. 
Wow, I'm gonna write that one down, Terry. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm only like six years into marriage, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna write that one down. That's a good one. We already argued about that. We okay. argued about that, right? Exactly. I'm gonna remind her. I'm gonna tell her about it. <laughs> I, I don't need it. I don't need that tip. I think yeah. it's her. <laughs> okay. With that, we're gonna take a short break um, and hear a few words from our sponsor, Triangle Credit Union. We'll be back in a moment. Do you still get paper checks you need to deposit, but don't want to wait in long lines at the bank? Stay home and deposit your check using Remote Check Deposit. Just register in the Triangle mobile app or from your online banking to get started. It makes depositing a check as easy as following the endorsement instructions and taking a couple of photos. With a few final taps of your finger or clicks of your mouse, your check will be on its way to your account. Don't stress over the hassle of running to the bank for a single deposit. Save fuel and the time by using Remote Check Deposit through the Triangle mobile app. Register now and try it out. Visit trianglecu.org for details. And we're back. All right. So, Barbara, tell me about how does our mindset affect those around us in our relationships? And I'm very, very interested in this answer. Yeah. Um, I mean, negative thinking is definitely picked up around us. A lot of times we can put our experiences in, like in buckets, like we expect a certain um, response from someone and we act from that expectation before they even respond. So we, uh, let's see, yeah, just create this expectation of, of what we just expect from them, like people can't change. So I like to say to like set boundaries from love and not trying to control other people, uh, like people pleasing, uh, not resenting, what we're doing for others that's certainly not helpful to a relationship and people pleasing is definitely a common coaching topic so and even just having a thought like i'm choosing to do this versus i have to so just having that sentence itself that helps shift that mindset like i'm choosing to make the kids healthy meals versus i have to so that mindset is just going to affect our whole household mm. Yeah. And also stress and worry, they say, is picked up by babies and kids. So they yeah. can pick up on all those negative energies. Right. So these are some practical things that people can do to keep their minds positive, Barbara? Um, yeah. So first, I would say, one, not to go to the worst case scenario, like I talked about before, like it's okay to be sad and not pile on more painful thoughts. Um, so you can't always change things right away, but you can make them feel worse by by the, those uh, worst case scenario thinking. Um, also, like I said before, the thought downloads, like notice what you're thinking, uh, the results that you're creating and starting with your feelings and noticing a feeling first and like, all right, what's causing that? So that thought awareness will help you change uh, toward what you want. Um, you know, shifting from I have to, to I want to, that's something that we can all think about every day. Like, I don't really want to pay this mortgage, but I like having a warm house or I don't enjoy paying my car payment, but I like the convenience convenience of having a, a car to drive around. So just noticing that you are choosing to do those things and that you don't have to. Um, giving gratitude is something also very powerful that opens up our solutions to figure out what we're looking for. Uh, they say that's also a positive chemical shift in your body when you're giving thanks. So just take a moment each day and even throughout the day, like, wow, I'm really glad, like I didn't hit traffic today, or I'm glad I found that parking spot, even little tiny things. It doesn't have to be yeah. something monumental. Also, let's see, going to bed, 
thinking about what you want. So before you're going to sleep, not thinking about all your problems, like, all right, let me, you know, visualize what it is I want and helps you kind of open up that creativity as, as to how you can achieve those things. I like yeah. to list out the goals that you want, list out the obstacles and then put a solution for every obstacle. Like it's amazing how you can figure out your own solutions um, just with your creative mindset. Uh, yeah. And then last two, just having your own back, like having that, that self-approval uh, and that working on your own confidence and not tearing down other people. So you feel good. Like we can all be built up and everything would be much better if we all work together like that. So true. One thing that I've been, and I agree, I think we should all practice gratitude, mm-hmm. but I, I don't do it nearly as often. Like I would love to do it. You're, I you're just, welcome. Will. you're welcome. Yes. I'm thankful for you, Terry. But I find it hard to remember to express gratitude. So how do I fix that? How do I, like an easy thing I can do is set a reminder on my phone, but am I overthinking it? Is that too easy? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think too, just that thought awareness, if you're always in that worst case scenario mindset like everything that you do is to like what's not going right just noticing it first and then be like wait i don't want to think like that let me start noticing little things that are going you know that are going well you know we turn the news on and it just can be all gloom and doom and that's really not a great way to start our day we want to know what's going on in the world but we don't want to sit there and indulge in all the ways that things aren't working right the other thing too, though, well, like, you know, I'm assuming that, you know, if you did set an alarm just to kind of make yourself more cognizant of, you know, of doing that, um, and Barbara certainly weigh in on this, but, you know, then you're creating a bit of a habit. So eventually, you know, if that becomes a habit for you, then you don't, you can get away from your alarm a little bit, you know? Yeah. All right. I'm going to try it. Yes. Yeah. We do fall into thought patterns. And yeah. awareness is the first step to changing it. Mm-hmm. And without judgment, that's what we always say in the coaching world. Like here, don't yeah. judge yourself. All right, now I'm going to work on this. Right. You know, Barbara, that is so freeing because a lot of times people will say that like, and I try and say it too, like, you know, somebody will want to tell me something in confidence and I'll be like, this is a judge-free zone. Whether or not I actually inside of my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm starting to explode with this information. But Mm -hmm. by people saying like, this is a judge-free zone or, you know, this is judge-free. I mean, I feel like that that's so freeing for people to say, to share. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why people like life coaches so much because it's some, usually I don't know my clients and there is no judgment on my end. I just listen open-mindedly and Mm. help them see how their thoughts are creating the results. And if they're not what they're looking for, then how they can change it. And like totally without judgment and in objective, objectively looking at the problem that they want to um, correct. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, just one other thing that I, I wanted to go back and something that you had said to talk about, like writing down your goals or identifying your goals. What um, what would you recommend in terms of a time span? Are you talking about like your goals next week or your goals next year or three to five years out? Like what are you, what are your recommendations for that? 
yeah, this brings us to my last podcast with you guys, um, like really creating a short term goal first. You know, if we can achieve those week long goals or even a 30 day goal, then most likely we won't re uh, achieve the long term goal. So really keeping it bite sized and your brain likes to see um, you know, change and like, you know, like momentum brings change, change brings momentum. So um, yeah, starting small. So then you can see some, uh, you know, some success. Now, do you, um, just as a follow-up too, do you recommend like, you know, focusing initially on attainable goals and then maybe having some reach goals? We probably covered that too, yes, but it has been, been as we mentioned earlier, it's been a while since we talked to you. So yeah. what, do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, certainly creating that impossible goal. And last week in my Facebook post, I wrote uh, making one small change now because we can often like, oh, let me wait till January and now I'll, you know, I'll wait and then I'll do this really big thing. Like just start, start taking small action today. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even like people want to start exercising, do 10 or 50 minutes consistently instead of wanting to do in 30 minutes and then they don't have time for 30 minutes, so they do nothing. So it's all about yeah. that compounding too, which I've written about, like small changes added up and done consistently creates a big change. So you can create that impossible goal, but first you have to make it a bite-sized piece um, and something that you want to attain like this week or this month. You know, think about kids in school, like they want to go to college, but first they have to pass each class. And in order to pass each class, then I have to study each night or whatever. And knowing like, all right, I don't really feel like studying tonight, but my my longer term goal is to pass the semester or then to get into college. So keeping it um, bite size will help you achieve that that impossible goal and being willing to fail. I think I mentioned this earlier, like we're so afraid of, quote, failing, but we only fail when we give up. So just look for all the ways that don't work and then you just keep on going and without yeah. that judgment. So, you know, things didn't work out. And we can remember this with our kids too, like not being, not putting them in a box of like, oh, don't try that, that you can't achieve that. Like letting them like, yep, all right, that's great. Like, you know, you took your swim class, you didn't like, you you know, you don't like it. So let's figure out something else that you do like. Okay, I, I definitely wanna, I have another follow-up. Yeah. <laughs> now that you brought up kids, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and like weasel out some free advice right now. Yeah. Sorry, Will. Um, so my daughter, She's 21, she's a junior at SNU, and she's going to school for marketing. Mm -hmm. So my, I, I also went to school for marketing, but right out of school, right out of college, I picked up a sales position. So I was trying to explain to her the other day, of course, she wants to make six figures coming right out of school. So who doesn't, right? But that's the mindset of some of these kids today. Mm -hmm. And so um, as a parent, I'm trying to prepare her for reality. And I did say this. I said, mm. I'm hope I hope I eat my words, mm. but you have to pay your dues. And, and of course, I'm saying that drawing on my own experience, right? It's like I'm not, I didn't get the position that I'm in today right out of college. Mm -hmm. So um I, you know, I went into sales and then I, you know, we talked about the relationship between sales and marketing and all of that other stuff. But mm -hmm. as a parent, how do you balance that, Barbara, as like you want to encourage them, but you also want to prepare them for real life and and practical thinking? Um, yeah. And I 
like there was something that I read recently in the coaching world, like about quote delusional thinking and like how it's fine to like allow them to think big. Yes, you have to take action each day, but instead of thinking like, oh, I'll probably never get that six figure job, like just allowing them to dream, but you know, guiding them that they still have to work hard, but then yeah, not judging like, oh, I knew that wasn't going to work. Well, then let's just let them keep going and, mm -hmm. and allow them to go through that path that you went through to get to where you are. Like it wasn't just like one uphill, like one success after the another, it can be kind of bumpy. So just, I think the biggest thing is allowing them to dream, but certainly helping them or guiding them to take action. You can't just sit in the sofa and be like, oh, I'm going to make all this money. I'm just going to like manifest it in my mind and it's just going to magically appear. Um, and then teaching them resilience too. So if things don't go their way. So I coach a lot of younger people that are very successful, but I'm working on self-confidence and resiliency with them. So that's probably like the biggest word to let them mm -hmm. not have a small quote failure and then they think oh this is never going to work let me just stay safe and you know play it safe with not expanding and like even thinking of taking like a regular class versus an ap class if you're afraid that you won't get the a or that you need to get that a then you'll just take the the basic level and not challenge yourself for that ap class so allowing them to be like yeah that's great you got to be it's that's fine you challenged yourself um, and I know in college, those uh, higher level classes are given more weight. So yeah, so just allowing them that, uh, that ability to quote fail and maybe get the B instead of an A and feeling good about that mm -hmm. and just yeah. taking action. Another concept is like doing B minus work instead of trying to be the perfectionist, let me not do anything until it's perfect. Well, it never is perfect. So obviously put some work into it, but accept sort of quote that B minus work and then improve from there. So you've produced something. Now let me improve upon it. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, and the other thing too, and we kind of went over this earlier on, but do you, um, do you ever work with entrepreneurs? Like, you know, people who are trying to start businesses and stuff like that. I just feel like that there's, there's a possibility out there for you, you know, just because of what you just said to us, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now, I mean, coaching can really be on any topic and like the life wheel of like all of our live um, categories impact each other. So even if someone comes to me for one problem, it usually just helps many areas in their life. Mm. Yeah, I know, I just love the coaching, like businesses have used sales coaches for years. And like life coaching, it's not therapy. There's nothing quote wrong with you. It just helps you propel you to that next level thinking. And, you know, it's, uh, I mean, I've, I've had people sign up for six months at a time and within 10 weeks, they were like, wow, I cannot even believe I am this person like this quickly. So yeah. it's, um, yeah, just helping them think about the possibility of things. Mm. Right. Barbara, when is it? You mentioned a few minutes ago that you don't fail until you quit right. at something. When is it okay to quit or when is it time to quit at something? Because I find a lot of times people want something so bad, but maybe they're just not cut out for that thing. Right. How do, how do they know when to stop trying? Um, yeah, that's an interesting question. Cause I had a client that had like sort of a deep belief, like from her dad, like don't ever give up or never yeah. give up. 
And then she took that to mean she could never evaluate it. Like she just kept going and sometimes stuck with something too long and it wasn't serving her, whether mm -hmm. it was a job or a relationship like this. Yeah. yeah so deciding uh, like when you leave something that you're not looking for it to be better over here, like leaving a job, like, all right, I'm going to quit this job because I expect this other job to be better. My life's going to be perfect if I go over there. So when we make change, not expecting life to be perfect then, you know, right. like getting married. Oh, my life stinks now. Once I get married, my life's going to be perfect. No, you just have different life's always 50 50 observing something that is just not working like it's something that you thought you wanted and you tried and you determined that nope this is really not what's for me yeah okay. so i think the important thing is having that mindset that it life i'm not doing this change so life can be better right okay so i'm hearing a lot of self-awareness skills there yeah just looking at yeah. okay yeah yeah. And the biggest thing is just not expecting life to be better once you make some sort of change. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you certainly don't want to stay stuck and grinding at something that isn't working. Oh, I don't want to give up. Well, it's not giving up. It's like trying all the things and this is not working. So now let me try something different. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah. And so what type of references do you recommend people read or watch to learn more about uh, being um, positive? Yeah, I love uh, Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, that was written in 1937. And Andrew Carnegie hired Napoleon Hill to interview all successful people to see what the common thread was. And it was their thought process. So it was like big names like Henry Ford, Theodore Roosevelt, Woodrow Wilson, Rockefeller, Edison. And, and there was a lot more people too, but it's like the, anything that you can um read like any law of attraction book i love all that stuff it's just like the science of attracting more of what you want and less of what you don't want and it's just so empowering and that's what life coaching helps people do also so yeah i think not being afraid to hire a life coach and uh you know if it was so easy to change your mindset everyone would have what they wanted but we all have these deep beliefs that we just need you know worked out and including coaches we all coach each other too because we all have our things that we're working on but yeah I, I do really love that think and grow rich book and the common thread was their thought process so if you know the first place we lose the battle is in our mind i love that quote right perfect yeah love that so what's one piece of financial advice that you'd like to leave for our listeners barbara um i think uh, noticing like for financing, like in budgeting, like so many people just spend money thinking that, that they're expecting to feel better, like being willing to feel all the feelings. So you're not like over drinking or overspending or overeating in order to feel better. So, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I help clients also like how to stop spending your way to happiness and still feel good let's see, you know, just avoiding that immediate gratification, like just be willing to sit with the feeling and just that thought awareness. So you can achieve anything if you're willing to find all the ways that don't work. And like certainly saving for a house, it seems so daunting, but yet those little tiny successes along the way, just spending your money with awareness then can help you save little by little. And then next thing you know, you have a house down payment, but you'll never have that house down payment. If you think, oh, it's, 
it's impossible. Prices are so high today. Why bother? Because you just make yourself further away from that goal. Right. Yeah, that's definitely hard. I'm in that battle myself right mm-hmm. now. Just yeah. trying to save that for that house. Yep. So. Before we go, we actually have to uh, do our rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbara, we're, I know it's been a while, but did we go through a rapid fire with you the last time you were on? Uh, I don't think so. I don't recall that. No? I think we started it soon after her. Soon after. Her, yeah. Okay. So yeah. basically, here, here are the ground rules for rapid fire. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, mm-hmm. and um, you don't really think about it. You just, you're, you can't, you know, you just basically answer the question um, without going into any detail. Okay. We're going to get a little insight into um, Barbara right now. Okay. okay. You ready? You yeah. prepared? Okay. Okay. Gardening or shopping? Mm, Shopping. Billy Joel or Barbara Streisand? Billy Joel. Duncan or Starbucks? Starbucks. HGTV or History Channel? History. White Mountains or Hampton Beach? I like the mountains. Dallas or Dynasty? Uh, let's see. I think I watched Dynasty years ago. Good one. <laughs> Reading or movies? Reading. Staycation or vacation? Uh, I do enjoy staycations. Okay, good. Yeah. And, and last one, pizza or tacos? Uh, pizza, but it's got to be dairy-free cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Very real good. pizza. Very good. Awesome. Thank you so much, Barbara, for being on with us today. Per usual, you offer so much insight into the world of uh, life. And we really appreciate all of that you shared today. And I know it's going to be very valuable to our listeners. So thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You can check me out on Facebook. I don't have a website right now, but Facebook, Barb Hatfield Life Coaching. Uh, I'm also on heal.me. So if you, and that's more a holistic site, but heal.me slash Barb Hatfield, um, and that will bring you to that site or on uh, LinkedIn. Excellent. Yeah, read my, check out my posts and give me some comments if you read them. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, I love, uh, I love doing those posts and I just do them gradually when I'm inspired. So I just, um, and feel yeah. free to message me if you have any concepts that you would like me to, um, to to comment on for the Monday mindset. Perfect. Excellent. Thank you Will again. Do. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Barbara. Sure. Thanks. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you to Barb for carving out some precious time to meet with us. Thank you to my wonderful co-host, Terry Connolly, our amazing producer, Liz Costa, our sponsor, Triangle Credit Union, and you, our listeners. You've helped making money personal be a success, and we thank you. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so that you are notified every time we post a new episode. Thanks again for listening. Take care.